standing in the door, in the hallway. So it's not as bad as my side of the bed. So <laughs> keeping my side of the bed clear is, is, is okay. Very important. Yeah. <laughs> An example of a major difference between Scylla and me is in the area of money, as we know it is for many couples. By and large, there are three choices we can make with money. We can save it, spend it, or give it away. Uh, Sarah and I have had no problem agreeing on how much and when we should give money away, but with the other two options, we are poles apart. I suppose that I describe myself as a natural saver. While I'm more of a natural spender. Now, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. That doesn't mean that I'm a compulsive shopper, nor does it mean I enjoy shopping any more than Nicky. It's just that I find it easier to spend money than Nicky does. Uh, in fact, much easier. <laughs> <laughs> and that led to a, a lot of conflict in the early years of our marriage, with me feeling resentful and Scylla feeling rather guilty. But we eventually came to realise it's not that either of us is better with money than the other. It's just that we're better at different things. Nicky is much better at managing money than me. And Scylla is much better at using it. Uh, 30 years on, I think we've learned how we complement each other. Uh, Scylla certainly helped me not to be overcautious and to use money a lot more freely. Uh, as an example of how overcautious I can be, uh, for their weekly pocket money, our children used to have one penny for each year of their age. Sixpence when they were six, eightpence when they were eight, and so on. Uh, that was quite a while ago, but still... Kirsty, when she was ten, would have had to save up for a whole month to buy even one ice cream. <laughs> well, eventually, Scylla persuaded me that tenpence was never going to teach our daughter a lot about handling money sensibly, and their pocket money was raised by a thousand percent overnight. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Nicky definitely helps me to keep account and not to overspend. If I was running short of money in the past, I used to bury my head in the sand. I just didn't want to think about it and would often run into debt. Nicky helps me to plan ahead. Understanding each other's strengths and weaknesses helps us work much better as a team. You know, the difference in attitudes to money is something which really explodes sometimes in the early years of a marriage. He's from the background where just anything goes and, hey, live today because tomorrow you might be dead. But she's been from a frugal background, you know, and she, and she watches every penny. And, and it can be really, really kind of uh, uh, difficult, I, I think. The truth of it is, as the years go by, you have to let each other know how you feel. And normally, one is not right and the other wrong, because it can be really boring to watch every penny, can't it? And really frustrating to see every penny going out of the window. So you have to talk about it. And in truth, there's no right way for every couple. But normally, you get to a stage where you say, look, we've got this amount of money, and we ought to try to live within our means. The fascinating thing about debt is it's no respect of income. So we think, when I've got that rise coming through next month, life's going to be fine. But normally, we've spent up to it within a few months. Most people spend about 10% more than they earn. So when couples have a different attitude to money, I recommend they talk about it, sit down, do a budget, and agree what you're going to spend on a car, on holidays, on restaurants, on a, a thousand and one different things. And then the others have got the right to say, you stepped over our line. And it's very important. They've agreed it together. If you've never done a budget, you'll find some notes on how to go about it in the back of the marriage book. This need to appreciate our different strengths and support each other's weaknesses applies to all areas of life.
And that's the point of this next exercise, which we've called recognising your differences. First of all, against the list of issues, each of you put your own and your partner's initial, where you consider you each come on the line between those two extremes. You'll see the examples for Nikki and myself regarding money. I'm more towards the spending end of the spectrum, while Nikki's closer to the saving end. And punctuality. I like to leave lots of time to catch a plane or a train, whereas Nicky prefers to cut it fine, very fine, actually, <laughs> as he feels getting there early is a waste of time. Now, don't look at what your husband or wife has put until you've both finished. Then discuss where your differences can be a source of strength in your relationship. Our question for you today is, what differences between you and your spouse do you have the most trouble accepting? Consider that with your spouse. Have a good discussion. We'll see you tomorrow.